Josh, I just wanted to ask you about the play-action passing game last night and how effective it was and what you saw that led to that effectiveness. Um, yeah, we, we definitely got some plays out of it last night. Um, you know, we've tried to get plays out of it each week. Um, you know, if you can marry the runs and the, and the things you're doing in the running game uh, with, your, with, your, with your action passes, obviously that helps you. Uh, try to move the ball. Um, you know, Buffalo plays an aggressive, you know, aggressive defensive uh, front, and um, you know they're they're as you saw last night, they're they're uh, quick to to try to get downhill and and hit the line hit the line of scrimmage in a running game, um, and so we tried to find some space in there behind it. Thought Tom did a good job of trying to you know decide whether need. You know whether we had it behind them or or we had to dump the ball down in the backs a few times and made some positive plays there too. So um, most important thing in all those things is just the overall execution by the eleven guys on the field, and it doesn't always end up the way you you hope it would would at times. Uh, but you know if you can block it right and, and, and fake well and all the rest of it, give yourself a chance, and then you gotta uh, have a guy like we do at quarterback that make good decisions and get the ball to the guy it's supposed to go to. Just a quick follow-up. How much would you say is the success of the running game uh, plays a factor in the success of play-action passing game? Because obviously last night the running game wasn't quite hitting at all cylinders, but you were still really effective with the play-action. Yeah, I think, um, you know, I mean, you, look, you you, you got to try to do both. Um, and certainly, you know, they can play off of each other. I don't know that they're completely related at all times, um, you know, but the fact of the matter is if they're stopping the run, it means they're usually coming downhill and, you know, and, and playing good run defense, you know. So um, sometimes the fact that you're not running it uh, as well as you might like, which we didn't last night, um, you know, sometimes that that means it's because they're actually being more aggressive. So, um, you know, you just got to play each game out and see see each opponent for, for what they what they do and how they play and then, uh, try to make the best decisions that you can in terms of uh, trying to call the things that will give you the most chance for success. Uh, next question will be Nicole Yang, followed by uh, Mike Petraglia. Hey, Josh. Um, when did you start seeing NFL offenses um, incorporate the jet sweep or the jet motion? Um, probably in the last few years here. Um, I don't know. I don't know a specific date or time for it, obviously. But um, the last so many years here, people have certainly done it, um, you know, and and mixed it in there as as part of their system, um, you know. But who did it first and how it came about and all the rest of it, I'm not sure I could uh, pinpoint that exactly. What makes it um, difficult to defend? Well, if you can, you know, if you can get it to a guy that, that has good running ability um, and get him out there around the edge and uh, give him an opportunity in space, you know, to make some yards without having to block, you know, eight guys that are pretty good run defenders inside, um, you know, it gives you an opportunity to, to avoid some of that and um, give your runner a chance, you know, with less defenders uh, in front of him to try to make some yards with the ball in his hands. Thank you. Next question, Mike Petraglia, followed by Phil Perry. Afternoon, Josh. How are you? Good. How are you, Mike? 
I'm doing well. Curious, um, and I think you referenced this in your answer to Evan, but how good has Tom been over the years at not forcing something that's not there, even when the score may not be as uh, productive as you'd like, the points on the board, like the first half last night? I'm just curious to get your feel. When, when he comes back to the sideline, how, how much do you guys talk back and forth about maybe there's something downfield, but I just didn't want to force it because it's not worth the risk in a in a low-scoring game. I think quarterback play is, you know, in many ways entirely about good decision-making. Um, you know, I mean, the quarterback's got really you know, two jobs is to take care of the ball and get the offense into the end zone. And, you know, neither one of those two things can happen without good decision-making. So, I prefer not to talk about <clears throat> the negative potential outcomes uh, as much as we like to keep stressing um, the the good qualities uh, of of good decision making and and what those good decisions end up resulting in. Um, and as long as we all understand, you know, look, football is a game of risks. No matter what play you call, you know, you you certainly. There's a downside to each play. There's no plays you call and you say, well, we have no chance of anything bad happening at all. Um, you know, you got to block people, you got to run, you got to have an exchange, you got to throw it, you got to catch it, you got to, you know, blitz pickup, you got to, you know, get open versus man coverage. There's a lot of things on every play that have to go right. And I have a lot of confidence in our players because they practice hard and. Usually whatever we do in practice <clears throat> has a chance to translate over into the game and become, you know, game reality for us. So, um, you know, I trust Tom obviously implicitly with the football and, and making good decisions. And, um, you know, you can't just because the game's a tight game doesn't mean you can't uh, and you don't want to uh, do things and give your team an opportunity to move the ball down the field and, and, and score points. I think we kept trying to do that as the night wore on. We didn't play as cleanly or as well as we would have liked, especially once we got into the fringe or the red area last night. But um, I think the guys stayed with it and, and continued to try to execute against a good team. And, you know, Tom made good decisions all night, took care of the ball, and, um, you know, and we come home with a division road win. Thanks, Josh. Mm-hmm. Next question, Phil Perry, followed by William Benjamin. Hey, Josh, I popped on a second late here, so if this is something you've already heard, feel free to tell me to shut up. But uh, with the, the trade deadline uh, looming here, I'm curious, uh, as Nick and Bill are, are um, thinking about potential moves and, and talking to other teams, how frequently are they coming to you and how much input might you have if they're talking about an offensive player and there are discussions about how that player might fit in? Um, you know, they, they really handle all that, um, you know, and, and we're really busy obviously focusing on, you know, you know, quickly moving from our game last night against Buffalo into our preparation for Green Bay because we're, you know, a day short this week, so we're really into the Green Bay preparation hard, and that's where our time and focus will be all day today and all week this week. Um, if they ever need, obviously, any input or, or ask anything of us, we're always uh, willing to drop whatever we have to 
to drop to to contribute in that way, uh, whether it be a small conversation or some type of a, a film evaluation or whatever they want us to do. So, um, you know, they do a great job, obviously, of of taking care of those things, so we can focus our our time and energy on the preparation that we have, which is, you know, in many ways exhausting coming off of a Monday nighter. So, um, the staff's been great. They're working hard. They've they've, they've done a lot of work to get uh, ahead and try to be in good position for today. And, and so that's what we're grinding on and uh, anything and everything that has to do with the roster, uh, Bill and Nick will, you know, they'll, they'll take care of that. And Josh, just to follow up quick, because there is so much work for you to do uh, for you guys to do in the staff to get ready for this next game. If there is a new player brought in, how much of, of it uh, falls on you to try to get that guy up to speed, or is that something that the you know the individual position coaches really kind of focus on? Um, it depends on it depends what position the player plays. Uh, certainly, the position coach will take the lead on that. Um, and you know, our our job, you know, because we obviously we add new players, you know, whether it's practice squad or roster or whatever it is you know, fairly frequently throughout the course of the year. So uh, our job is to try to begin that that new process with that new player. It's not to get them to, you know, know everything that, you know, Julian or Tom knows by the end of this week, you know. So, you know, we just start the process, and if there's a player that comes in new, uh, we try to, um, you know, put one foot in front of the next and try to make progress each day in each meeting that we have with the player. And, um, you know, if, if that player is eventually going to play for us this week or down the road, then whatever that player can do to help us, those are the things we're going to ask of them. And it doesn't really make much sense to ask more than that, you know, because if we're going to put him in a position to do something he doesn't know how to do yet or isn't comfortable doing, then we're just putting the team at risk. So, um, you know, fairly simple process. Uh, we'll all work hard to do that. The position coaches especially uh, do a tremendous job of splitting their time when those things happen. Um, some of our younger quality control guys certainly do a great job of trying to help us get caught up there. Jerry and Cole and Atif and Nick Cayley when he was doing that. And those guys have all spent time, you know, the extra time with these guys to try to get them uh, caught up in, in, in terms of our system and the terminology and all that. So um, that's actually a cool part, you know, when you when you have to do some of those things because it kind of takes you back to uh, when you start your foundational teaching you know, with rookies and new players, um, you know, which we all enjoy doing. So, um, you know, it's just got to manage your time well when that happens. And uh, all of us have been through it. All of us have done it. Our staff does a great job when it, when it occurs. And if it happens again, you know, at any point in time, uh, we'll look forward to doing that with the next guy. And last great. Thanks, Josh. Make... Yep. Uh, Josh, um, I want to ask you, how uh, much of a relief, for lack of a better word, is having a guy like uh, James White take you back to the third and seven play on the on your touchdown drive last night where you know it seemed like the other receivers were covered you, you know you can dump it check it down to him and he makes the other guys miss and get a big first down what is that sort of a relief as an offensive coordinator even if the play doesn't go according to plan James can sometimes you know bail you out um, James is uh, you know a very dependable guy you know and and uh, whatever it is we ask of him, uh, we count on him to do a lot of things, and uh, he usually does those things very well. So um, it's good good to have a lot of guys in your offense that can that can be counted on. Uh, he's certainly one of them, and 
uh, made a lot of good plays for us last night and has throughout his career. So, um, you know, he's uh, he's always been a uh, a big contributor to what we're doing, and um, you know, he's got a lot of teammates that try to do the same thing.